Hello to everyone tuning in to the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners and how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. On the show today, we have someone I was lucky enough to have met through the Enlifted Coaching Program, and as soon as I heard him speak, I knew I needed to get him on the show. He is a wealth coach who specializes in teaching corporate professionals how to get a raise so that they can earn more money and become financially free, a fitness and sports management enthusiast, having graduated with a BS from Seton Hall University, a lover of all things personal development related, including breathwork and mindfulness, and is the creator of the Career Accelerator Program. Please help me in welcoming Kyle Langan to the show. What is up, Kyle? Ryan Sprague, buddy. Thank you for that tremendous intro. Absolutely, man. And uh, for all the listeners, you know, we had a little uh, burp in our uh, episode. Uh, Kyle and I recorded an absolute banger. Uh, what was that? Probably about a month <laughs> ago now. And um, somehow it got lost in the ether of the internet. So we got a round two for you guys. So we're going to bring it heavy today. Um, and Kyle, I can't thank you enough for hopping back on with us. Yeah, I'm very thankful for you hosting me on your show, you know, once, twice, three <laughs> times, however many times it ends up being. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. And, you know, before when we last spoke, I I hadn't well, launched my course yet. And, and this week it started. It's full. And I can't wait to talk about how how moving and how powerful it is to have a full course in the Career Accelerator and really share some of the, the positive results and feedback from that so far. Yeah. And I definitely want to dive into that with you because I'm genuinely curious um, as someone who's always trying to accelerate their wealth. Um, you know, it seems like and career as well. Um, it just seems like something that's right up my alley and right up the alley of a lot of the listeners, I'm sure as well, since I have a big audience of entrepreneurs um, in the circle. And um, so I thought a great jumping off point would be to begin by telling the listeners your backstory and how you got to where you are today. Perfect. So I hail from New Jersey, uh, lived there for 25 years, and many generations of my family were from there. And, and in 2015, I up and decided to move to South Carolina. Just followed my heart. It was a, a place I thought I wanted to be, and it, everything has turned up aces. I took a lot of risks. I uh, started doing a job uh, I'd never done before, which was selling. Uh, I'd always worked in digital media and sports management and Decided to take up a career in sales uh, in, in a dying industry at a newspaper, and this is in 2015, and I was selling advertising, and I thought it would be a good way to learn the lay of the land. Built a lot of good relationships where I landed through that. Uh, really learned you know, a, a different culture and different way of life and a different way of people communicating with one another um, you know, from New Jersey you know, down to the southeast. Mm. And uh, it landed me some opportunities to continue to grow in, in the sales field. Um, and I, I blossomed my career to uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I work in uh, major accounts for cars.com, handling their business in the, the mid-Atlantic region. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy with the, the way my career has unfolded. And in the last two or three years, I've really gravitated to coaching and entrepreneurship and and what really, what really showed up for me when I presented my myself as a coach and, and when I took on that identity was just how much uh, people valued 
the introspective work I can facilitate from a career standpoint. So they they value the what I can bring to the table relative to career. So I, I built my course, you know, based on that. I built it for people, and I, I built it for you know what people come to me for. So. That's awesome. That's the short version of, of how I got, you know, where I am in, in the last couple of years. Yeah. And you know, what I love about that too, is that you were following what you felt was right. Right. And correct. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that <clears throat> I know my own personal uh, experience of life. I did not give enough credit to negation acknowledged, um, for the first, like, you know, say 25 years of my life. Um, and it was actually plant medicines that started getting me much more in touch with my inner reality, you know, and much more in touch with my heart. And, um, you know, I'm curious, um, you know, as you were developing the career accelerator program, what was your process of, um, kind of like doing client interviews and whatnot and figuring out what your, you know, your ideal audience wanted? Like, how did you figure out exactly what they wanted and how did you come up with like, you know, just the game plan yeah. for that? What was the process? Yeah, creating this course, I'm, I'm so glad you asked about this because it is, it, it's truly entrepreneurship 101, which mm. was I came up with something in the spring that was in alignment for me as a, as a coaching course. And it was really aimed at, you know, physical and mental durability. And so it was a lot of physical movements like mobility and there was journaling and there was breath work in there. And it wasn't something that was really uh, magnetizing for people. And so I, I sat down with uh, a dozen to two dozen of the people that I, I had pitched it to effectively, and I interviewed them. I took two weeks off in, in June, and I interviewed you know, people, uh, asked them the same set of about 15 questions, and I found the common threads with all these people as to what they they value in in me and interacting with me and, and what I bring to the, the world. And I thought about whether coaching those things would be in alignment for me. And when I recognized that it was, I built this course based on the things that the people wanted, which made it very simple. And that is entrepreneurship 101. That, that's winning, really, is when you are listening to your customers and you're continually asking the right questions of your customers. You can't lose. Uh, you really can't. It, it's not going to be easy, but you, you can't lose when you go down that road of, of truly listening to what people want and what your, your ideal customer really wants. Yeah. And, you know, I'm curious also, um, I know you've done strong coach, right? And they talk a lot about that in there about like really getting into your client's head, your potential, your, your ideal client, right? And, um, it's something that I've discussed at length with Danny Rios and, um, it's extremely valuable, you know? And so how is your work with strong coach, um, affected that, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming it pretty much translated directly into what you did. Um, but I'm curious to hear your explanation of it. Yeah, the, the strong coach course content and its its ideas really meet you where you're at. So if if you have a certain understanding of who you serve and what you want your coaching business to be, the ideas of that course will serve to reinforce the beliefs you already have. Mm. When it really started clicking with me is when someone who had been executing 
online coaching and, and facilitation for a long time and at a high level. And, and this person explained to me how he markets using the day of his ideal client as a pain point and explained the very first thing that they thought when they woke up. I said, I, I immediately understood how far off I was mm. and that I was still showing up more for me than I was showing up for the client. And that was a big co cognitive shift for me when I realized I couldn't describe in, in grave detail the pain that my theoretical ideal client actually feels. So when I realized that, I sat down with, with these, you know, between you know, a dozen and two dozen people and I asked questions and I dug for the, I really dug for the, the common threads and the way they talked about their day and the way they talked about how finances spill over into other areas of their life. And, and this began to fuel my marketing. And it was a little bit uncomfortable at first, uh, you know, to be honest with you, because some of these, some of the, these topics are, are tough, right? Talk about how your, your financial life impacts your relationships. And it, it's about getting over that fear that, you know, putting that in the marketing language will, will be taboo. That's exactly what people are looking for. They want to know that you understand their pain and can relate to their pain. So yeah, that's how I, I built the, the marketing engine of my, uh, you know, of my course and, and of my coaching. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I'm a psychology nerd. So like I went to school for that and, you know, really getting into the mind and getting into my own mind and, um, having that same experience, right. Where, um, for a long time, I was just coaching based on what I wanted, you know, unconsciously. I didn't, I thought it was what my ideal client wanted, but then, you know, talking to Danny, uh, made me realize like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty far off here. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, those experiences, you know, where, while they may challenge us, um, they help us grow. And so, you know, I'm curious as to, um, what some of your biggest challenges have been, you know, throughout your life, you know, dark nights of the soul, we also call them, right? And how you've managed to find the strength to move through these times. Most challenging times of my life were, I would say, in the couple months leading up to my choice to leave New Jersey and go to South Carolina, you know, I was working in a job not making very much in an environment that was different than what I'd expected and I wasn't even making enough to, to support myself. I was living, you know, with family and making that, that jump and, and in, incurring that, uh, on that amount of unknown was, was tough. And at that moment I understood that the unknown was way less painful than the known. Mm. You know, I, I, I knew all the, the pain points of my day and said, you know, there's, there's no way that I'll ever, um, get around that by holding on to what is that it's about accepting what can be. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because, um, through that, you know, through those experiences, right. That, you know, shape us into the people we are, you know, um, 
a lot of what has helped me is hiring my own coach, you know, and, and I'm sure you've probably experienced the same thing with strong coach and, you know, these different programs. And, you know, I'm noticing right now, right? Like literally present day that there's like a huge rise in popularity around the subject of coaching, right? And much more people are interested in it. And I'm curious as to why you might think this is happening, um, with everything going on in the world right now. Um, why do you think coaching is getting so popular right now? I had this exact same conversation with uh, Blake on the Wholesome Habit podcast mm. two days ago. The exact same question came up, and, and I'm so prepared to answer it. Nice. Which is I'm ready. Less judgment, mm. le- less judgment of what it means about people to have a coach, mm. and people are recognizing that coaching is synonymous with speed. If there's a place you want to go or a goal you want to achieve, having a coach will help you get there faster. Time is one form of energy and and money is another. So people trade the money energy for the time energy. Mm. And and there's a greater willingness to do that uh, based on the the reverence that people have for certain entrepreneurs in society. You look at somebody like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or an Elon Musk. I mean, you name it. it could be anyone. But when people look at these guys and they realize, oh, they have coaches. So you know, people are always looking for you know the golden ticket. And while you know, coaching isn't necessarily the golden ticket, it is a residue of success, right? So you, you, you find that people who are that serially successful all have one of these people. And to say that, oh, you've got a mentor or somebody, you know, you call up on the phone and run ideas past them, you know, on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, that's not a coach. A coaching relationship is paid and it's scheduled and you're on the clock. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it work. Yeah. You know, I love how you ended that too. That's how it, that's what makes it work because you got to have some skin in the game, you know? And that's what I really love about coaching is, you know, people think, oh, are you going to pay someone? And it's like, yeah, like Doug Pillar and I talk about this a lot. Actually, we, we joked Mm -hmm. about this during our episode where, you know, I say this in a way of like, it doesn't really mean what it's going to sound like, but it's like a cheat code, you know, like you're paying someone to get the cheat code of how they got to where they were, where you want to go. Right. And I don't mean that in a way of like, you know, cutting corners to get ahead. I strictly mean it in a time, in a sense of like, like you said, time is a sort is a form of energy and so is money. And I'm a firm believer that time is the most valuable resource, right? So you're paying someone to save time so you can make better use of your time. And, you know, I love the way you stated that because it's so true, you know, and, uh, you know, considering we're both in, in we're both in lifted coaches, you know, and um, we just finished level two. Congrats to the graduates in there. Uh, can you speak a bit to what that program is for those that don't know already and how it has impacted your development as a coach, leader, and overall human being, just becoming aware of your stories, coming aware of um, yeah. you know, your language, your wins, et cetera? Yeah, so my coaching journey started you know, when I hired one. I recognized what that person can do for me and became really passionate about that process. Took the strong coach to understand how to set up a coaching business 
and the mentality that you really need to have in order to serve your clients and more importantly, serve yourself. And in Lifted surfaced as a supplemental program to the Strong Coach to where you can really um, learn the skills necessary to be a world-class coach. That was how it was positioned to me. Mm. And I had the opportunity or created the opportunity, I should say, to meet Mark England who facilitates this course in Richmond, Virginia, when I was on a business trip in February of this year. And I sat down, had a conversation with the guy. And I realized when we parted ways that I felt so agreeable to this person's ideas and this, this person overall. I said, no, no Mark's the man. Mm. And <laughs> I looked back and I was like, he hadn't really said a word <laughs> in our meeting. Like he didn't, he barely said anything. And so whatever sort of communication skills this man had, I really wanted to learn about that. So he pitched me on, you know, coming into the elected course and saying, Hey, this will help you. So help you build up world-class coaching. And I said, yeah, I'm in. And, um, you know, when I, I got into this course, I didn't realize just how much I was holding myself back from taking a, a, the next step. You know, you, you think a guy who's taken serial risks, who's, you know, taken leaps of faith before, be that in career relationships that, you know, you're like Richard Branson, right? Like, you know, no fear, you're jumping out of planes. Mm -hmm. But there was so many more layers to the self-awareness that I learned through taking this program. And so much of the content from that course is a part of, um, you know, my course, the Career Accelerator, in, in just helping people become aware of the self-limiting beliefs that hold them back from taking the next step and just how important being affirmed is, how important your breathing is, and how important your language is and where your language is communicating that your attention really is. So, well, you run down a quick example, mm -hmm. given that my course is for corporate professionals who want to get a raise. It's very common for people with families to have a higher income, you know, in any given company, right? Because they can approach their boss or their manager and say, you know, I want to make X or I need to make X because I have a family. Mm. And one of the concepts that I learned in Lifted is the power of the word because. Or just how how much that resonates with, with human beings when mm -hmm. you are able to insert the because in there. It's like, oh, man, that's huge. I'm definitely including that concept in my in my course. So mm -hmm. language, huge. Uh, affirmations, huge. And um, yeah, breathing. I mean, think about it. In, in nature, animals with shallow breathing are in distress. So you want to also be positioning yourself when asking for that raise or that promotion in a very calm state, presenting yourself in a calm state. So there's, there's a, a piece to, uh, you know, a piece of that 
breathing recognition in, in everybody's subconscious. You can tell when someone is coming from that place of distress versus that place of, of calm. So all of these work together in unison to really create the result that we're, that we're looking for. Yeah. And I love you brought up language there too, because it's something that I know, again, personally in my own life, I overlooked and I know for many of my clients, um, it's like the big aha moment to them. Um, and you know, I'll play the one word game with them. I'll do different techniques that just kind of, you know, just make them more curious. And, you know, we both know how powerful our choice of language is in creating our reality. And, you know, what have been some of your biggest shifts that you found in your own personal language since becoming yeah. aware of them? Or this notion? Yeah. Another question. I'm really glad you asked. Mm. I, I set an intention to work on one per week to fully integrate. Mm. Um, you know, one concept per week. And of course, it takes longer than a week to, mm -hmm. to achieve it 100%. That in mind, I'll focus on one per week. And for the last week, I've been focusing on yes and replacing but. Mm. And it is what I like to refer to as the, the language of currency. So when you have a person that's frustrated with where they are at, when you can guide them to the yes and place, they can understand that yes, they are here and they are moving forwards. And when you are able to create that cognitive shift, you're able to have greater acceptance of the now. And if you don't have acceptance of the now, really, when will you, right? If you're always reaching for the future, you, you you can never be satisfied with now, and I by I acknowledge the use of the binary negation there. <laughs> never, right? Yeah, <laughs> you can never be satisfied with where you are if you are constantly reaching for the future. This is a common habit of you know my my demographic that I work with, corporate professionals wanting to get to that next stage of their career, wanting to get that next raise, whatever it may be, and that leads to a lot of frustration with where they're currently at. And when you're having frustration, it, it's hard to come from a place of abundance. So I refer to the yes and language upgrade as a philosophy. I refer to it as the yes and philosophy. Mm. It's a language of flow. It, it indicates that you're here and you're moving. I love that. You know, and it's so true that it's those little tiny shifts, you know, like, I heard this, uh, it might have actually been Mark that said this actually in the lifted, but, um, I heard somewhere, um, that, you know, when you say something, then you say, but it's like, yeah. And everything you said before the, but just doesn't matter, Correct. you know, <laughs> yeah. totally, totally right. And I started to notice that the, the most, uh, after I, I started to focus on this, you know, it, when other people were talking, and I would meet when they said, but my attention went immediately. You become more tuned in at that exact moment. When they say, but you, you anticipate what comes next. Cause that's, yeah. that's the meat of the statement at that point. Mm -hmm. You're like, Oh, what, what are they going to add in here? Cause yeah. this is really where the subconscious is at. And yeah. what I love about the yes. And is when you say that in lieu of, but it also, prompts a change in exactly what you would say, right? Because it doesn't, it's not exactly a one-for-one -one swap, is it? 
it wouldn't make sense to, to take out but in every sentence and put it in yes and because it doesn't make grammatical sense. Mm. So then it causes you to take a different view of uh, you know how to articulate your feelings or the situation or whatever it may be. And, and it's a powerful, it's a powerful shift. Mm, I love that. You know, and, you know, I think what we're kind of dancing around here too, is just the subject of becoming more aware of, mm-hmm. you know, just your being in general, right. And becoming more mindful. And I know for me, two of the most important times that I can cultivate that mindfulness, they're kind of like my make or break times are the morning and night, you know, and, they're for me two of the most important periods of my day um however without some sort of routine in place they can easily set us up for failure um what level of importance do you place on having a consistent morning and nighttime routine and what do you typically throw into these routines to set yourself up for success so i believe that boundaries are directly proportional to self-respect i like to refer to this as executive thinking no CEO is going to call you at an unscheduled time. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a scheduled time for it. And that's how it's going to, going to operate. And so if that's how they've got their career structure, that is also in all likelihood how they have their day structured. Mm. And so those who are able to carve out specific times, specific habits and specific windows to fill with what they want are able to come from a place of abundance and having a full cup for the rest of the day. Mm. So for me, the two non-negotiables of my morning are cold shower and dedicated time breathing. Mm. And that generally ranges from 15 minutes total to 45 minutes total. And it's, I give myself the option to, do it as I please. And those things are, are ironclad, um, you know, in, in my day. And the, the reason I've adopted the philosophy is as I please is because expectation creates resistance. So if I wake up every single day with the expectation that I have to do it for an hour or I have to do it for 45 minutes, it, it, it can become a throwaway, you know, to where I, when the week's over, you realize you didn't do it three days. It's okay to do it for 20 minutes. It's okay to do it for 10 minutes. You know, so, and I'll, I'll go to those things again in the evening as well. If I've had a long day of looking at screens or a stressful day, you know, a cold shower in the evening as well. Uh, cold showers train parasympathetic nervous system response. Uh, and then obviously another dedicated breathing session. You can, you can really never, never do too many of those. Um, but those are staples uh, in my day. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of breath work too. And just, you know, really, I agree with everything you said there that one of the things I noticed about my own morning and nighttime routines was that I was having expectations around them. And that was leading to dissonance and also just distaste around the whole idea because I would be like, oh, I have to go do this. And now like the philosophy I've gotten into is I get to do this. Right. And, you know, that I wake up with a different me every day. Right. So um, some days I might want more breath work. Some days I might want more meditation. You know, it depends on how I feel when I wake up that allows me to choose what I um, create with my morning and nighttime routines. Um, You know, and the subject of identity, right, is one that uh, has always fascinated me, especially now with coaching. 
how much do you feel your identity plays a role into your overall success? And what are some of the ways you get your clients to explore this subject in your practice? Um, I know for me, like one of the questions I love is like, when did I become the person that dot, dot, dot? And I have my clients fill that out and I have them start, you know, because I believe identity is flexible. Right. And Mark England talks about this a lot, too, that if I ask you who you are today versus who you were five years ago and 10 years ago, um, it'd probably be wildly different, you know, and I think a lot of us, myself included, before I became aware of this, thought identity was a fixed, you know, thing. And um, so I'm curious as to, you know, how you get your clients to explore this subject. Yeah, I, I'd like to emphasize a couple points, you know, in what you just, what you just explained, that identity not being fixed and identity being fluid in no way do I look at that as a, how do I put this, an out there concept or a, you know, woo-woo as some people call it or taboo. Like, identity is completely fluid. One day you can identify not as a father and the next day you identify as a father. Yeah. Right? That is a thing that happens. And so your identity is constantly changing. Um, so... This is a, a concept I absolutely explore in my course and my coaching practice because that comes before the behaviors. So if you want to be a manager, a director, an executive, take on the identity and start executing on the behaviors and the universe responds in kind. I love that. And step zero. Step zero is the identity piece. That's the piece people overlook. Yeah. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. You know, and I know we've also been talking a little bit, you know, we've touched on affirmations and positive statements. But I'm wondering, like, you know, just how big of a role have these, you know, these ideas, you know, affirmations, positive statements, things you tell, things you say to yourself to tell yourself about yourself, right? Um you know, what role have you found these affirmations and positive statements, uh, you know, stated consistently to have on your overall well-being and success? Yeah, I would say that when I took the Strong Coach, one of the early concepts that they encouraged us to explore was mantras, mm -hmm. you know, which was a, a bit of a personal statement. And I, I came up with a few on, you know, I am... Uh, blank. Mm -hmm. And when I reframed it, mantras as affirmations, I allowed a new, new ones to surface more frequently. Mm -hmm. the, I, I found myself getting more attached to the mantra when it's designed to be changed. And the affirmations come right from feeling. Typically, I'll journal after doing breath work and I'll write out, you know, what I was feeling and what I, I want to do that day, what I want to create. And when, you know, when I notice consistency in those things over the course of a week or a month, I've got myself a new affirmation or a new mantra. And I allow myself the window of opportunity to change that, you know, when I see fit or when I desire. I love that too, because, you know, I feel like a lot of people think these affirmations, and I'm speaking for myself here too, I think, uh, or I thought that a lot of these affirmations are kind of like you one and done. You know, you make them and they're kind of just there. And, you know, I've realized recently that, um, you know, some of the ones that I've been using for the last, let's say, year, 
don't really resonate with me anymore. You know, maybe I've reached that goal or just, you know, figured out a new goal. And um, so I'm glad you touched on the fact that they can be ever changing, you know, and ever evolving. And you can make new ones and you should make new ones based on where you are in space and time. You know, what goals you have, what, you know, milestones you've already hit, um, things of that nature. And, um, you know, one subject I love talking about with fellow coaches, especially ones with a background in fitness, and that is that of balance, right? Um, you know, entrepreneurs, we can burn ourselves out pretty quickly. Um, you know, when working either with your own state of balance or a client's state of balance, how do you go about managing the various areas of your or their life that make up your or their overall wellness, such as exercise, rest, nutrition, hydration, all the things that go into creating a healthy mind, body, and spirit? Yeah, I believe that the fitness industry, we'll call it, is being reframed as the wellness industry. That um, There is a, a zeitgeist that the people are creating and demanding. And this also goes back to there being more of a thirst for coaches. People are demanding better for themselves. You know, there is no more, you know, I pick up the latest issue of, you know, muscle and fitness at GNC and, and they recommend I take, you know, these five supplements because that supplement company, you know, funded the article. Uh, people are demanding better information, and, and because of that demand, we are better able to encourage balance uh, because there's a thirst for it. And, and balance shows up everywhere. As you mentioned, it shows up in, in hydration, in the way people manage their time and energy. And when that's a pillar of what you want to achieve, where the attention goes, the energy flows. And so when, when you are committed to balance, it begins to show up everywhere. And that was a huge pitfall of, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the fitness industry, it encouraged a lot of out of balance things, uh, you know, intense workouts every day, you know, CrossFit gyms, just, you know, viewing it as a, you know, losing a dollar if somebody wanted to come five days a week instead of seven. And that lack of balance, when you crave that, it shows up all over. And this happened to me as well. I'm, I'm guilty of it. You know, when I was training for Ironman triathlons and for years I refused to give up that lifestyle and, and relationships suffered. And, you know, I, I wasn't in a state of my career that I wanted to be at. And it should come as no shock because those things weren't where my attention was at. Yeah, you know, I definitely resonate with that as someone who spent many years, uh, you know, over prioritizing training to a point where I was getting injured and wasn't realizing like the negative feedback loop that I was stuck in. And so I would continue training, continue getting injured, uh, spend more money on massages, on, you know, like recovery um, and just the whole time. be Like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And what would manifest things that were wrong with me? You know, because I kept focusing my attention there. And I'm really glad you brought up where attention goes. Energy flows. Um, it's funny when you said it, my sound guy looked at me because I say that almost every episode. Um, and uh, now it's in this one, too. So <laughs> um, it's not every day I meet someone else who says the same same. Uh, mantras that I say in that way. Um, and, you know, 
I'm curious more about the fitness side because I know you have a pretty extensive background in, you know, fitness and, you know, doing Ironmans and stuff. Um, what have been the big changes you've seen now? Like, you know, where we just talked about how like CrossFit and these programs like used to see it as losing a dollar if they people came five days instead of seven. Like you said, what have you been seeing now? I mean, it's so interesting now, like steel mace flow is big, right? And like the Bulgarian bags and like all these, you know, different styles of training that aren't focused on like just getting big, right? Bodybuilding, right? Um, I'm curious as to what you've seen and, and how this has affected your own training style in your own life. What I've seen is people able to access information worldwide. And because of the ability to access coaches all over the world as well, you know, people are being more selective about the way they choose to train. You know, Steel Mace Flow is international. Um, guys like Ben Greenfield and, and Joe DiStefano, their concepts are, are international. Um, Joe DiStefano is a guy I work with uh, as my health coach, effectively. And, you know, because of him, I've adopted doing farmer's walks barefoot every day. <laughs> and I'll do it for, you know, 20 minutes in the morning after a call in the evening. And, you know, at the end of every day, I think about, you know, how much stronger my posture is, how much stronger my grip is. And I'm keeping my blood sugar even as well by getting in consistent movement. And, you know, what more can I really ask for out of a, a physical practice? And, and I'm able to put my attention in so many other areas because I've, I've now got this, so I really believe that people are uh, have created the demand for this better application, uh, and, and because they can access people anywhere in the world, you know these the, these online coaching programs have have absolutely exploded and will continue to. Um, and people view it as an investment in themselves, you know, rather than you know a gym membership being. Uh, you know, a, a drain over time. People view these courses and these these coaches as as legitimately an investment in themselves and and their their personal health and philosophy. So, yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that as well. Um, I'm really, you know, hopeful and um, just really excited for what the future holds for fitness because. I truly believe uh, that it's moving in the right direction. You know, people are now becoming aware. Again, we talked about awareness earlier. They're becoming aware of the things that really matter, right? Which is like, hey, how well can you play with your kids, right? Like, how well can you hike a mountain, right? Like, how well can you live every day of your life, right? And does your training facilitate you being able to live your life just in a happier, more efficient, more effective way? And, you know, I... It's just so hilarious to me because, you know, you, there, there are arguably still people that do this and there's no judgment or anything on that. But, you know, it's like bodybuilding, right? Like that whole like trend, uh, it ruined a lot of people, you know, like, and maybe ruins the wrong word, but it, it, it sent them off course, put it that way. Um, where like, you know, I had a friend back, God, 10 years ago when we were, you know, when I was doing bodybuilding and stuff and the guy got so big, I mean, from working hard that he just, he couldn't run. You know, and it just it it just always amazes me, um, you know, how entrenched in people's minds they get um, because I was there, too. You know, just like the only thing that mattered was that. And like you said, my relationships suffered because of it. And, um, yeah, I, I feel a big shift going on right now. And speaking of right now, 
Um, I'm curious, you know, with the pandemic going on and all of these things, um, it's easy to look at what's going on right now as quote unquote bad, right? But I have a sneaking suspicion that you'll look at it a little bit differently. So I'm curious, you know, what are your views on what's going on right now? And what are some of the positive things you've seen come out as a result of this time? Have you ever heard the story of the Chinese farmer? The, the maybe so, like the one where uh, his uh, son gets the broken leg, that one? Yeah. Yes, but I'd love so, for you to tell it because <laughs> it's amazing for the listeners that haven't heard this before. Yeah, so the Chinese farmer, one day a horse uh, escapes his stable and the neighbors approach the Chinese farmer and say, oh my, what bad fortune. And the farmer says, yeah, we'll see. And the next day, the horse brings back seven wild horses, and the neighbors say, oh, my, what good fortune. And he says, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) And then his son attempts to ride one of the wild horses, falls off, and breaks its leg. And the neighbor said, oh, my, what bad fortune. And he says, yeah, we'll see. And the next day, Chinese conscription officers knock on their front door to recruit able-bodied individuals to the military. And they say, oh, man. You know, what good fortune. Mm -hmm. And he says, yeah, we'll see. And I actually led the first ever call. It called my course with that story yesterday because if you're investing in yourself to be a part of a career advancement course in 2020, chances are when shit hit the fan, you looked up and said, yeah, we'll see. Yep. And I, I congratulated every person for being there. Because that's a win mm. in and of itself to be able to sit there and say, when when things go that way, yeah, we'll see. And, and I'm, I'm a believer in seasonality. Your body has seasonality. The earth has seasonality. Everything has seasonality. So, you know, just because our culture or our country entered a, a winter, it doesn't mean that spring isn't right around the bend. Yeah. Beautifully said too, man. And I couldn't agree more. You know, I per like speaking for myself, um, this has been one of the best times of my life because it's allowed me to really focus on starting highly optimized and put all of my attention and focus into that. And I've been, uh, notoriously, um, you know, guilty before of spreading myself too thin. Right. And, part of it just because there's so many things going on and I love so many different things that this has been like a forced, you know, uh, you know, really, really just time where I can get down to the nitty gritty and just really, um, focus my time and energy into the right place. And, you know, speaking about wins, um, I'm curious, um, I think I might know the answer already, but I'm curious as to what your biggest win has been in the last 12 months, um, and what your main goal is for the next 12 months. Biggest goal, uh, well, biggest win in the last 12 months, if I were to narrow it down, be a tie between declaring myself as a coach, you know, registering an LLC and saying, you know, this is really a thing, I'm doing this. And the day I had a discovery call with, somebody whom I hadn't connected with in seven years. This person had been looking at the content on my social media. We had a phenomenal call. He, he totally resonated with it and said, yeah, I, I want in on your program. I'm in. And that told me 
that I've been doing something right. I had really touched on something. I, I created these vibrations in the universe or whatever you want to call it and, and on a path. And when I look back six months ago that I didn't even acknowledge myself as having this identity, I, I think about the 12-month goal from now and think, man, how big can that be? How big can I go? I don't even know. I, I, I'm going to need to revisit that. Um, you know, my goal is in 10 years to help 1 million people uh, reduce their stress levels and their anxiety. And, you know, what I'm noticing through this course is that the healing of the individual, the healing of the community, you know, Talanoa is a Polynesian term. And, you know, what I'm seeing is that each person I'm, I'm getting the privilege to touch in this process is their, their families and those in their immediate uh, communities and, and their life are also healing as a result of this. And, and frankly, I, I need to revisit the 10 year because I, I believe I can hit that 1 million in, in next year. That's amazing, man. And it's so true, you know, like that's where affirmations really come in, right? Like I made an affirmation about a financial goal that I had wanted to hit um, via highly optimized. And I had made it for June of 2021. And I was able to hit it this month. And it was just like a whoa moment. And it's just funny how like, again, if you believe it, you know, whatever you believe you become, you know, and I think it's really as simple as that. I feel it's as simple as that. And so that's like the one piece of advice I give most people when they're like, you know, asking me a ton of questions and cause I'm a question asker too. I'm like, listen, do you believe you can do it? Yes. Okay. Then you will figure it out, right? Like, you know, reverse engineer your end goal and make daily action steps and you get there. It's like that famous saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, you know? And I think that's, that's just so special, you know? Kyle, this has been an absolute blast, brother. Uh, you know, round two was even better than the first one. So we crushed it, man. Uh, where can people find you to learn more about you, learn more about the career accelerator program and all the amazing stuff you're up to currently? Yeah, man. On Instagram is my most prominent, uh, social space. Uh, real K Langan is my Instagram, uh, LinkedIn as well. Kyle Langan. Uh, you'll see my, my occupation or job as being the career accelerator on there. My website is the careeraccelerator.pro.com. The first course ever launched last night, and uh, we'll go every 60 days. So the next one will begin on November 3rd. Congrats, brother, by the way. That's amazing. It's a huge yeah. uh, success point, you know, and I'm building out one of my programs right now, my first one. And it's still in the elementary stages, but um, I know how much work goes into it. So seriously, congrats, man. And. If, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Kyle Langan suggest that change be? Write down the things that you say and ask yourself, what if my kids heard that? That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah, that is, that is powerful, man. And it's true, you know, like... There was that saying back in the day, like, would you would you talk to your mother like that? And, you know, now that most of us are grown, you know, most of us are going to be listening to this. It's it's so true. Like, would your kids, would you say that to your kids? Would you want your kids to hear that? And, um, yeah, I love that, man. Listen, guys, if you are having any issues whatsoever in your life pertaining to your overall well-being, do not hesitate to reach out and discover all of the amazing ways Kyle can help you. 
His passion for human wellness and connection is one that is inspiring, motivating, and will leave you feeling confident and ready to become the person you were always meant to be. Kyle, thank you so much again for hopping onto the Highly Optimized Podcast for round two. And until next time, journey well, my man. Much love. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.